0: You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Bainer Roberts. This is the Year of Critical Roles, Chapter 12, The Year of Hebe. January. I broke up with Fern on a Thursday. Technically, we weren't back together. Technically, he broke up with me the previous month while under the influence of a magical house's stolen power. Technically, he never meant to do that. Technically. There's only so far a relationship can go on a technicality. I said don't overthink it at the time, but ever since we sort of maybe got back together, I'd been doing nothing but think. Since his parents were arrested. Since I nearly died. Since Ferdinand Chauvelin's old magic tattoo transferred itself to my shoulder without my consent. We had the occasional coffee together, awkward and sweet. We started a whole bunch of conversations that went nowhere. And then, and then. I broke up with Ferd on a Thursday. Seemed like a good idea at the time. He had Viola and Jules, after all. The three of them had been clinging to each other like limpets since all that business on New year's day. I had my own things to think about. A future that didn't make sense to me. Not yet. A week earlier, on the Thursday before I broke up with Ferd, I broke up with Belladonna University, and that... that was the thing that nearly broke me. It wasn't that I'd been a student for so long. My whole life, basically. It was, as I realised, walking away from the Department of the Unreal for the last time, that I had been a good student for so long. Being a good student was part of my identity. It was my identity. Hebe Hallow got great marks. Teachers and professors liked her. She got her assignments in on time. This
1: was who she was. Who was I without her? I get it, said Ferd, stirring his coffee slowly.
0: Do you, though? I was so far inside my head, I didn't realise what I was saying until I said it his face changed, became incredulous. Yes, actually I do understand what it's like to have your whole identity revolve around being good at school and have that ripped away. Sorry, I said, startled. Of course he did. He'd been spiralling around recovery from his loss of identity for as long as I'd known him. I get the other thing too, he said, more gently. Wanting to keep your distance? I'd run a mile from all my family bullshit if I could. I don't blame you. Somehow, that made it worse. I'm not going anywhere, I said, because I didn't know yet that I was going to break up with him. Do whatever you need to do, he said, standing up, heading to the counter to pay our bill. I get it, Hebe. Don't worry about it.
1: It was as if this was what he'd always expected from the two of us. From me. February.
0: On a Monday, I went to each of my student jobs and handed in my notice. Gloria at the Desiree O'Dowd Unreal Library said, We could keep you on with reduced hours if you need more time to do your Magical Archivist Diploma, or you could switch to one of the real libraries if that would be more useful for your vocational experience. We'll give you a great reference. I didn't want to tell her I'd given up on the Magical Archivist Diploma too. She was so proud when they accepted me. Henny, at the student advice desk, said, We can offer you extra shifts, if it would make a difference. We don't want to lose a reliable worker like you. Mandrake, at the bookshop, said, You don't even have to be a student to work here. Are you sure we can't offer you a $2 an hour raise? I said, I just need to be off campus for a while. Sorry, I'll work out my notice. Whatever you need. One by one, I cut the strings until there was nothing tying me to Belladonna you to this suburb, to this city. Nothing but my home, my sister, the people I love. University is over. Real life starts here.
1: Throw cushions have always been my greatest weakness a symbol of my
0: embarrassingly domestic magic. I sense the presence of these particular throw cushions from three blocks away. Check it out, says Dad, looking way too smug. I've gone mainstream. Last time I saw his art on display, it was in a grimy hipster warehouse exhibition. Now it's in the window of a homewares store, a really nice homewares store. Let me introduce you to Aurora, says Deck. Part of me wants to resist because I don't want someone else solving my problems for me. This is the year I become a proper adult. This is the year I think for myself. Life after Belladonna U. But it's a really nice store and it makes my magic hum. When Aurora offers me a job, I say yes. When she mentions there's a flat upstairs I could rent very cheaply, I say yes. And just like that, my new life begins. March Holly seems fine about me moving out, almost too fine. She's busy with her corporate music job and barely seems to notice. May is kind but judgy, which is part of the course with May. It's Sage and Deck who helped me move my stuff into the new flat, which is tiny, but already super cosy. Why does this place smell like roses? asks Deck. And happiness? Thanks for doing this, I say again on the second trip up the narrow staircase, all of our arms filled with boxes. No worries, says Sage. What am I going to do instead? Go to band rehearsal? He scoffs, as if the absurdity of that might need to be pointed out. The band has disappeared, basically, since the summer. Has anyone heard from Juniper? I should have checked in on her by now. I keep meaning to text. She's been in Tasmania longer than anyone expected. Hey, says Sage at one point, catching my arm. I know you're doing this whole independence thing right now, but you'll come to this game May set up, won't you? Sure, of course, Cake Wizards. It'll be fun. I haven't even managed to watch a single episode of Cake Wizards yet. But I can't lose track of my friends. Fanish gaming shenanigans are exactly the best way for us to stay in touch. No pressure. April This month's excuses for not turning up to the Cake Wizards game. Working a late shift on a Saturday. Working an early shift on a Sunday. Can't stay out late. Bit of a cold. It's just been a really long week. Holly Rules The World has opened this mirror chat. Holly Rules The World. So, Juniper's home. Hebe is so boring. Awesome. Are you going to start Russell's again soon? Holly Rules The World. Maybe. Plans for a new album. Excitement. Holly rules the world. Juniper's renting your room. Are you okay with that? Also, I quit my job. Hebe is so boring. OMG, what happened? Holly rules the world. You know, life-changing revelations, that sort of thing.
1: Holly rules the world. Do you want to get lunch? Hebe is so boring. Sure, of course.
0: May. I should text Ferd. X or no X, you don't let a month go by when a friend's parents are in the middle of a massive life-changing court case that involves your own testimony, without at least texting. I don't text. Instead, I mainline every episode of Cake Wizards. They're right. It's a super cute escapist anime. I'm definitely going to write fanfic. I could message May, suggest a slot into the game now I've done my
1: homework. But I don't. Texts. Hebe. Hey. Deck. Hey. Hebe. Wanna come over? June. My magic is calm. I haven't
0: created bonus throw cushions in six weeks. I haven't needed to. Not with the homewares in Aurora's shop all singing my praises, making my domestic magic feel happy and wanted and at home. There's a new range of thistledown quilts and we're nearly sold out. I really like my job. Are you sure you don't want something more challenging? Mum asks on one of my calls home. The mums were supportive of my new job, of my choice to leave uni, or as they put it, to take a break. But they're starting to get restless now the year is half over and I'm still working retail. I'm not sure exactly what they expected. Not everything has to be challenging, I tell them. I'm doing well. I'm happy. Well, of course we want you to be happy. Can you put Holly on the phone? She's not here, I sigh. We don't live together anymore, remember? Oh, of course. But you still see each other, don't you?
1: Not as much as we probably should. It's okay, Mum. Everything's okay. July Hebe has opened this mirror chat. Hebe,
0: how are you doing? How's honours going? Sage plays the drums.
1: Oh, good. How's the job going? Hebe, oh, good. Text messages. Hebe, are you free
0: this Friday? Deck, I have to prowl around a bunch of museums getting inspiration
1: for a new commission. Want to join me? Hebe, always. August. Seeing Viola
0: was just so weird. I thought I was keeping up with people. I texted and sent memes. I mirror chatted. Sometimes there was meeting for coffee or meeting for lunch. This is how grown-ups do socialising, I told myself. You don't all have to live in some kind of magical sharehouse arrangement to enjoy each other's company. You're not 18 anymore. But seeing Viola was like pulling a cloth away and realising how much time had passed. She went to France for half a year. Holly changed jobs. Sage is... Actually, I'm not sure how Sage is doing. How much do I suck? I've been staying away. Because I feel weird about Belladonna U, not my friends. Unfortunately, most of my friends still live, work and party within three blocks of the campus. It's just a place. It disappointed me a little towards the end and I disappointed it right back. It didn't actually try to murder me like another house I might mention. It's just uni. I can handle it, right? So it's my day off and I'm totally going to wander in the direction of the Manic Pixie Dreamhouse. I even get off one tram stop early to prove I'm not trying to avoid the campus itself. It's a weekday. Students everywhere. They all look so young. I'm barely into my 20s. Why do these kids all look so young? I make my way quickly past the bookshop. So weird to walk past a bookshop without plastering myself to the window and immediately going inside. And the Fetty Snake Café, best unhealthy breakfast in the area. And there it is, finally. The Manic Pixie Dream House. A mostly sturdy, two-story house with some odd paint choices, pink and green. And a garage much larger than any other on the street. The garage door is open, which means Deck, at least, is home. Deck's easy. I have no unresolved guilt issues around Deck. I mean, we probably shouldn't be having casual sex as much as we have been over the last few months, but that's more of a you're putting off real life choices mistake than an actual this-will-wreck-your-life choice. The smell of dye chemicals hits me smack in the face. Is it healthy to breathe in all that stuff? Probably not. Hello? Heaps. Deck emerges from his art cave. Clay-smeared and cheerful. Look at you. I thought you'd forgotten this side of the city existed. Oh, he's hot. That's random and unfair. Axe, I managed to say, because he's holding a truly terrifying vintage and or replica weapon. Oh. Deck blinks in the sunlight, as if realising for the first time that he's armed. Hang on. Here the axe disappear back into the miasma of fumes. Are the ice trolls getting feisty on the streets again, or is this a cosplay thing? Nah, it's just a prop for my queen in progress. Obviously. He emerges again, wiping his hands on a reasonably clean cloth, before opening his arms wide for a hug. Even hugging him is uncomplicated. Have you found a model yet, for your Clytemnestra? Nah. We tried it out. I've modelled for him before, but I could tell it wasn't working. I can't pull off imperious fury, and no one wants to be an artist's pity muse. Viola would be perfect, obviously, but Viola has a PhD thesis burning her brain, and besides, I'm pretty sure she and Deck aren't on speaking terms. Is anyone else home? I ask. I was hoping to catch up with people. You know, everybody. This time of day? Nah. Deck wipes what looks like a piece of clay from his hair. May is broom dashing more way more hours than is strictly legal to save up for some big trip. Sage and are at uni juniper's at work. Holly's at work. Jules is well, you get the idea working people does Jules live here now? I want to ask more questions about this trip May is planning since when about where Holly is even working now, but that isn't fair. I see Deck more than any of the rest of them. He shouldn't have to be my conduit. I need to make more time for my people. I need to want to hang out just because. The year has been rattling by so fast. Depends on the week. You see him more than Sage sometimes. Deck gives me a thoughtful, searing look that kind of makes me wonder what underwear I put on this morning. What do you really want to know? I don't know where to start. Nothing really, I guess I should leave you to it. Nah, I can take a break. He gives me a slow, lazy look. This, at least, I recognise.
1: Could do the shower and a beer in that order. Want to join? Well, it's not like I have to be anywhere. September. Sometimes at night, I
0: think I can hear its wings flapping, which is not what you want in a tattoo. I've been trying not to think about it, how I was marked by that whole business with the house and Ferd's parents. His magic. Its absence was a part of our relationship, in a way. We'd never have met and become so close if he wasn't forced out of his fancy basilisk life. Jules and Viola wouldn't be all tangled up with my friends. And then, after all that a phoenix living on my skin. I can't give it back in a box full of random items like you normally do at the end of a relationship, I imagine. My only previous breakup was with Sage and he still has half my high school music collection in a shoebox under his bed. A little while ago, I consulted a healer about whether I could remove my uninvited tattoo, but she said I needed to consider why the tattoo was there and what it was saying to me. If I wanted to think that hard about it, I'd have made an appointment with a therapist, not a skin healer. Possibly I need to see a therapist. I still wake up several times a night because I'm dreaming of that house. The house that tried to kill me. I don't make an appointment with a therapist. It's fine. I can just ignore the giant inked phoenix on my skin that's trying to tell me something. It's possible I should talk to my friends about how I'm feeling. Talk to my sister. Holly wouldn't be bothered about a random magical tattoo exchange. She'd probably cut windows in all her clothes to show it off. One night, when I woke up with a scream in my tiny, cosy apartment alone in the middle of the city, I thought, what would Holly do?
1: Then I put the light on and started writing lyrics. For a song. October. Texts. Hebe. I think maybe we should stop hooking up. Deck. Cool.
0: Deck. We can still hang out sometimes, yeah? Hebe. Obviously. Deck. Do you know any super angry women with axe-holding skills who could sit for me? This kind of Nestra piece is driving me up the wall. Hebe, yep, I can tell you're heartbroken. November. The counsellor nods, looking sympathetic. A good skill if you can manage it. I'd be rubbish as a therapist. I used up all my sympathy for people at the Belladonna U help desk, a job I quit ten months ago. I think of myself as a nice person, but how can that be true when you have to physically restrain yourself from rolling your eyes all the time? And how do you feel about the phoenix tattoo, the counsellor asks. I should have guessed this question was coming. I don't know. That's a good start. Is that sarcasm? She raises her eyebrows at me. Do you tend to assume people are being sarcastic when they're trying to help you? Huh, good point. How can it be good that I don't know? It gives us a starting point. Why don't you just tell me how I'm supposed to feel? She smiles a little. Let me guess, you got very good marks in school. You can tell that from looking at me? I can tell, because you're approaching therapy like there's a way to get top marks, if you give me the right answers straight away. Ah, that's
1: fair. Is there a way to get top marks? December. Texts. Third. Are you
0: up? Hebe. I shouldn't be. I hardly got any sleep last night because I finally made it to a cake wizard session and it was epic, but I'm running on like three hours sleep for the whole weekend, plus I have a double shift tomorrow. What's going on?
1: Third. We need your help with Sage. Hebe. Is he okay? Third. Very much no. Thanks for listening to
0: Sheep Might Fly. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates, follow me on Twitter at TansyRR or at Sheep Might Fly. Find me on Facebook at TansyRR Books, and if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of cool rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. See you next week.